Hello there. You're listening to the Box Office Show. I'm Ryan Hill. And I'm Dylan Johnson. Today we're going to be talking about the box office numbers from last weekend and our box office predictions for this upcoming weekend. We're also going to be doing something a little different today. Instead of reviewing a film that we've seen, we will instead be pitching, brainstorming, and tossing around some ideas for what we believe the next set of films in a certain blockbuster franchise might look like. Hold on to your butts, and welcome to our pitch for the Jurassic Universe Trilogy. We can start off with some news, and the only big movie-related news that happened this past week was that James Caan, the legendary actor from The Godfather, Elf, Misery, Thief, many more movies, has passed away at 82, unfortunately. Very sad. All the Elf viewings this holiday season are going to be tinged with a little bit of sadness. Bring tears to my eyes. Indeed. Um, And it was, this is what, the 50th anniversary of the godfather and yeah he had just had like him and coppola and the other remaining because there are a lot of people surprisingly that are still alive from the making of that movie uh they went around did the rounds in promotion of the like 50th anniversary so it's sad that right after that because he was also supposed to be in coppola's new megalopolis but sadly that will not come to be very unfortunate so rest in peace to him and for the box office mm. breakdown for the July 1st to 3rd weekend, also a holiday weekend with July 4th on that Monday, coming in at the top spot, Minions, Rise of Gru, with $107 million in the three-day yes. and $125 million in the four-day. Yes. <laughs> so look at that. It went yes. bananas at the box office. Oh, it is the fifth. I can feel uh, the gods glowing on me right now. I can feel it. Oh, <laughs> the yellow glow. It feels so your good skin. to win the yellow is, minion glow. <laughs> it is the fifth hundred million dollar opener of the year. It is the second best opening of the franchise behind the original minions. It set a July 4th opening record, beating out both Transformers Dark of the Moon and Spider-Man 2, both of which had 115 million. And did you hear about this, <laughs> this possible factor and why it did so well over the weekend? The gentle minions what? meme. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. A bunch of teenagers and young adults were going to the theaters dressed to the nines in their three piece suits. It's really mm-hmm. funny. It's a great gag. Um, <laughs> then I was also looking at videos of people were like throwing things at the screen. Sometimes they were throwing like moshes at the bottom of the theater which is kind of crazy but it certainly it did actually drive business because uh, apparently 34 percent of the people that went in the opening were aged 13 to 17 which is very Let's unusual go. for an animated film the teens so, came out the the older teens they did classic Impressive. all right coming in second place was Top Gun Maverick with 25 million in the three day and 32 million in the four day. That is only a 12% drop, which was expected since this is fourth. This was Fourth of July weekend and it is a military movie, so obviously it wasn't going to be a very large drop. 
It is the sixth weekend for Tom Cruise. It is his 60th birthday and is now over $1.1 billion worldwide. I know. So people... B -b -b billion. I know. Crazy. And people were celebrating not just Independence Day, but also celebrating Tom Cruise's birthday by going out and seeing it for another time, mm -hmm. which is crazy. And it's amazing that it fell... His birthday falls on that weekend. Unlike the film that he stars in, he was not born on the 4th of July. He was born on the 3rd of July. But that's still crazy. So what a close. win for him this weekend. Uh, so yeah, in third place. So close. It was so close. It was so close. Elvis uh, with third place in its second weekend, 18.4 million in the three-day and 23 million in the four-day with a 40% drop, which is very respectable. Yep, and after that was Jurassic World Dominion with 16 million in the three-day and 19.7 million in the four-day. And Lightyear, rounding out the top five, 6.3 million and 7.8 million, which brings its domestic total to around 106 million after that weekend. And that is truly sad because that means Minions in its opening weekend <laughs> beat out the three-week gross of Lightyear domestically. I feel the power. I feel the power of the minions. Now, below that top five, we have all of the sub one million movies that came out. Mr. Malcolm's list made $826,000. Everything, everywhere, all at once, taking back the title of the multiverse film with 551000 over Doctor Strange's 391000 And just below Doctor Strange was Jug Jug Geo with 308000 And there you go. And we have a big movie coming out at this uh, weekend's box office, a film from my roster, yes, Thor, sir. Love and Thunder. Yes, sir. So just to give you context of what the other Thors opened at, the original had 65 million, Dark World had 85 million, and Ragnarok back in 2018 with 122 million. So it's been going up and up and up. I anticipate it'll continue to go up. We're going to see... How much will it go up for the fourth installment of the Thor franchise? What are your predictions, Dale? I'm going to say 107 million, just like the Minion <laughs> three day. I'm, I'm going to say it's going to meet it exactly. You're insane. You're What's insane. your real prediction? That's my real prediction. I'm going to say it 107 million. Be. What are you doing? You think it's only getting 107? Why? Yeah. I mean, come on. It's COVID time still, kind of. I mean, we're no, working our not. way out of it. Ah, come on. You're bringing up like we come haven't mentioned on. COVID in any of the like previous 20 episodes for I'm going to stick with 107. What's your prediction? I think that's crazy. I think it's getting over 150 million. We'll see. I think it's getting one I'll say 155. So 107? Yeah. God, you're getting yeah. too comfortable with your wins off of Dominion. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know if it can beat out Minions. Minions did pretty good. Minions killed it. I will eat my shoe if it somehow doesn't make over Minions. In the Deal. <laughs> All right. I don't think you'll have to eat your shoe, but it'd be funny if you did. I don't think so either. I think you should have to eat your shoe. No, no. Door. I'm not going to make that bet. No. You I don't want to have to eat my shoe. You should go to Minions dress. You should. <laughs> I should make you go to Thor dressed up in a suit. That would actually be better. 
You don't have to make me do that. I'll do that for in a suit. Yeah, sure. I'll go in a suit. Well, there you go. They're gonna have you seen that theaters are stopping people from going in to see minions in a suit? Do you <laughs> think they'd stop that. me from seeing Thor in a suit? You think they'd be mad? They're like, <laughs> sir, fun. you can't come in here. <laughs> you can't see minions in a suit. No, I'm here to see Thor. Come on in. Yeah, they'll allow that for sure. They'll be like, oh, he's got true class. Yeah, but if I show up in a suit, everybody's gonna think I'm there to see minions. <laughs> Everyone's going to be staring at me like, God, look at this old-ass man looking at minions. Even funnier, if you just, if it were you, and you went with, like, one or two other people that weren't dressed up in suits, so you're the <laughs> only one that, like, went for the meme, but everyone else is like, no. And then you still don't even see I go minions. there, guys, I thought we were Thor. seeing minions today. What are we doing? <laughs> Why are we seeing Thor? That would be truly funny. Yeah. So we've mentioned it on the show a couple of times up until this point. We did our Jurassic Park trilogy episode and our Jurassic World trilogy episode, and we've made jokes about writing a trilogy that was Jurassic Universe, taking it up a notch where the dinosaurs go into space. And I've also mentioned a couple of times on the show that I uh, have been in a writer's block for a long time now, close to a year. Haven't written nearly anything in this period of time. Just been completely creatively drained, no desire to write at all. So I thought writing something stupid like the Jurassic Universe trilogy would help me get out of this funk and get me back into that creative space. So with that in mind... I have written the first scene of Jurassic Universe, and I am ready to approach you, Ryan, for more ideas of how to expand the ideas I have. So what we're going to do is we each have planned out a trilogy. We're each going to take a minute to explain each movie in the trilogy, three minutes each overall. And then we are going to spend the rest of the episode trying to combine our ideas and find the best cohesive thing to make this trilogy work as something that is not only hilarious because dinosaurs in space but also something that is genuinely good and not just uh, uh goofy and silly and stupid my desire for this is to actually make something that functions as a jurassic movie trilogy and works really well as well as being just dinosaurs in space right so with that in mind ryan i want you to go first do you would you want to do switching from movie to movie or do you want to do all three in a row and then i do all three in a row I don't know it may make more sense to go all three in a row. Just I agree. We get the like cohesive picture of the entire trilogy. I agree. Okay. Before I get into my pitches, uh-huh. I'm going to give you like the nutshell version of them. Yeah. And then I'm going to go into the actual like thing. And I did write out a little thing just to make sure I didn't go overboard because yeah, as we had talked about before, I I'm really interested in seeing what you came up with. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, I dug in, I think, a bit too much into, like, hey, man. the characters and all that mumbo-jumbo, but it'll be fun well, to... that'll be interesting that to forth. combine, because I was digging really into the themes of what I wanted the whole thing to be about. Okay. We can add your characters into my themes and try and create one big cohesive thing. And I'm going to... That's great. I should pull I... out a, a notepad so I can take notes during this thing to have when I write this thing up. There you go. Or then you could way. listen back to the episode. Could you imagine every time you... <laughs> You're like, what exactly did we say? And you have to pull up this podcast and listen yep. back to it. But yeah, the notes would or be good. Actually, I also, you know what I'll do? I could just also send you. I think taking notes would be good, especially for like the uh, like when we start second. blending things. But also, yeah. I wrote out on my own document like every idea. Yeah, I yeah, had. you can send me that. So I can just too. send you that. I'm gonna grab my idea journal because I turned one of my old regular journals into an idea journal because I wasn't using it anymore based off of the idea journal that you shared with me. And I haven't used it yet. So I oh, get to use it. Oh, that's awesome. Ooh, look at that. 
All right. Uh, I'm and then I also like, is your whiteboard back there? Is that dedicated to? It is. I'll turn the screen so you can read it as I go through my pitch as well. Because oh, I wrote, cool. I wrote out all three movies on the board. I literally, because I thought we were going to do this yesterday. So on Wednesday, Alexa was hanging out and it was like 10 o'clock and I was like, shit, I'm not going to have time tomorrow to write out what I'm going to talk about. I haven't fully fleshed it out. So I got up and in like two minutes, I wrote out everything that was in my brain and I was like, oh, it's it's perfect now. I did it. <laughs> that was easier than I thought it would be. Nice. So I am all set for your pitch whenever okay. you are ready. All right. So the nutshell versions of it. Jurassic Universe, the first one is going to deal with them leaving the planet. They're on a space vessel. Dinosaurs are on board. They get out. Chaos ensues. That's the gist of what the first one will deal with. The second one will deal with them landing on some planet out there that they're trying mm -hmm. to colonize. And as they're trying to adapt to the world, they find out that there are dinosaurs already on that planet. And then they Whoa. have to, they have to leverage to their dinosaurs that they brought to fight off the dinosaurs already on the planet. And then the third one brings in intelligent dino hybrids that Jesus put the Christ. humans in a park for a change. And I promise you, it's actually serious when we get to the real pitch. I don't know, man. Movie. But all right, do your do your pitches. Now that was the original because when we had done that episode on Jurassic Universe or uh -huh. Jurassic World, and then we thought of the idea of like, oh, Jurassic Universe, that'd be funny. One time when I was like preparing food for myself, I was just thinking the like bare bones of, oh, what would a trilogy look like? What would I be interested in? And I was like, that first movie. That's like actually a good idea. Like I would watch it. That's alien. Yeah, just, with it's just dinosaur. yeah, exactly. That, that was that's also. I think you and I are in tune so well with Jurassic Universe one that I feel like two and I three so. are barely gonna be any work. Like you and I both just want to do aliens, but with dinosaurs, like Velociraptors on a spaceship, <laughs> exactly. and things like that. So that's yeah, all it's gonna be. That first one, yeah. I definitely think like that's the promise of like the mm -hmm. dinosaurs in space. You have to have For that. Sure. Um, and then the second one, I was like, hey, what would be interesting? Okay, they'd have to get to a place, and I'm like, oh, it would be funny. You know, there's going to be predators on any sort of world that they go to. There's sure. going to be dino-like things. So imagine if they had to fight that, and then they had to use their own dinos to attack them and to fight them off. And so mm -hmm. now we have humans working with dinos, which we have like flirted with in the franchise so far, but we haven't seen it yet. So then we fully flesh that out. And then I thought, just because it'd be funny, I was like, what if the dinos put the humans in a park? I was like, that'd be <laughs> hilarious. But then I was thinking, I was like, how could we actually... How could that actually come about? And then I had done, or in when I was watching like Jurassic Park and Jurassic World trilogy stuff, I get interested in the Jurassic Park franchise. So I would look up stuff about it. Um, and then I was looking at possible sequels that they had because apparently they had a fully written script that has been leaked uh, that really? was supposed to be for the fourth movie. Oh, in the early Jurassic 2000s World that they're going to do. Oh, Jurassic Park 4. Yeah. Uh, and it was like the crazy stuff about them genetically engineering dinosaurs to be soldiers and the ending had them parachuting out of a plane fight, <laughs> whatever the enemy was uh but nazi dinosaurs exactly something like that <laughs> but the one of the ideas that they were trying to figure out and that originally was in the jurassic world once they realized okay that's not gonna work and then they wanted to come up with another one they were trying to figure out this idea of genetically modified dinosaur human hybrids and then they had some concept art 
which you should look that well hold off on looking it up but i do want you to look it up because there is one that looks pretty cool another okay. one is like a generic sort of sure like monster you would see but one is like a triceratops thing it looks pretty cool and i was like you know what i'll be honest how far can you really take dinosaurs and humans and humans running from dinosaurs at a certain point like it does get tiring in the right? same way jurassic world dominion yeah. where like again they put them in a park and then they're running from dinosaurs and it's like we've seen that a lot so i'm like yeah at this point we already took dinosaurs to space they can't really say that we're jumping the shark we've already done it we're going crazy so why not go crazy bring in yeah. the hybrid dinos so then i legitimately was like let's go in that direction so now for my pitches so jurassic universe titled jurassic universe it's gonna be interesting to see our titles as well i think one of ours yeah. for sure will overlap because i think it's the one that you gave me when you were talking about story ideas yeah <laughs> that one day. it's just it's, it's uh, mind-blowing they haven't used it yet i know so yeah has so to like, it would be a waste if we didn't there's mm -hmm. like two of mine make a lot of sense and then jurassic universe 2 my title doesn't like it makes sense but i feel like it's kind of stupid but i so i kind of want to get rid of it but i like the theme i have going with the titles and it fits it a fits in the theme and b fits with the movie i just think it's a dumb title <laughs> but you'll see gotcha okay so Go your water oh i just had it i just oh never mind so jurassic ah. universe the first installment in the new franchise yes in a world a hundred years in the future world. <laughs> egg saber nice that was good <laughs> that was really good so a hundred or so years into the future the world is being ravaged by climate change it's getting worse so we're like we got to get off this planet in order for humanity to survive and so we send out two expedition vessels to go out and scout and colonize new worlds and a bunch of livestock crops all that stuff other desired animals that we just want to bring with us to this new world are put on there in noah's ark fashion and with the connections that someone has to the billionaire ceo of the person that of the company that manufactured these space vessels a genetics corporation is able to ensure that dinosaurs are also brought along onto this vessel much controversy about that but they're brought on and early in the flight the genetics corp founder in order to test their program of human modification because that's what they're now focused on not creating new dinosaurs but they're trying to modify humans in order to make them superior make them more advanced as they do that testing hmm. the dinosaurs break out and start to wreak havoc and so we have my band of characters i don't know if you want to get into them but basically they have to work together try and survive while also fighting off the corporation's security team which is hostile against them because they're trying to save the girl that is being experimented on and genetically modified uh, the, unleashed, the clone? not the clone sorry but we'll get to that <laughs> I'm sorry. unleashed I'm sorry. dino and they try to save the ship as it careens in a crash landing toward the moon. So they're la they're crashing onto the moon. Yes. Okay. Which I think is something you also wanted to do, right? Is a moon yes. sort of thing. Yeah. So I like the approach of there's a genetics company and they want genetic modification on the dinosaurs. I dig that. I've mm -hmm. had a similar thought myself. I like the environmental collapse of the earth and that they're abandoning it. You'll see how I incorporate that as well, though, albeit right. different, but 
very similar ideas. And I like the idea of the villains not only being the dinosaurs, but the security team trying to stop the heroes so that they can secure the dinosaurs. I also have a very similar thing going on in my Jurassic Universe 1. Nice. Seems, again, like Jurassic Universe 1 will yeah. be able to fit together well. And I have, yeah. as I said, I mentioned the like cast of characters. They mm -hmm. are pretty well thought out. Like I have like a group of four, actually five, including the Genex mm -hmm. core founder. Um, so yeah, we'll get to that yeah. when we start going to the bigger details. But moving on to Jurassic Universe 2, which is titled Jurassic Universe Evolution. So, so once Jurassic that, Universe 2 is Evolution, what's your Jurassic Universe 1 called? Just Jurassic Universe. Okay. So, once that, so the events of the previous film happened, blah, blah, blah. So now that same vessel, the one that crashed, mm -hmm. gets revamped, and they are now back on the mission to try and find the habitable world and then they do they find one they establish a colony and they begin their adaption to this wondrous new world but they soon find that there's a frightening predator that is picking off their livestock threatening their home and they discover that this threat is dinosaurs so they have to work together with the geneticist from the original one the founder of that corporation in order to weaponize the dinosaurs that they brought along on the vessel by fitting humans with implants or some sort of thing, well, that's something to hash out if we want to go with that idea. But something that mirrors the modification that's done on the girl that strengthens the bonds with these specifically engineered dinos that can respond to that stuff. And then the team also, as they're trying to survive and fight off those dinosaurs, discover that the other expedition vessel, remember there were two that launched initially mm -hmm. in Jurassic Universe. We were following the one that crash landed. The other one continued with the mission. That yeah. ship actually crashed on this planet. And Whoa. the dinosaurs are the ones from that ship. And so the geneticist that was aboard that ship also made much more progress in their human modification program. And so as our team ultimately fends off the dinosaurs that are native to this world with the weaponized dinos, they find what happened to the vessel and all its passengers is that this animalistic humanoid dinosaur hybrid killed them and escaped. Nice. That's the end of the movie? Mm-hmm. Nice. So, sorry, I'm just finishing my notes. Come from crashed second ship. So, uh, again, I like the genetic modification idea. Uh, I'm wary on... How the end of the first one is crashing on the moon, and then the second one is just leaving the moon, like immediately, and then well, crashing on another. Leaving the moon, it would be some sort of time skip because they would have to do a bunch yeah, of repairs course. on that ship. Would but it already be in the process of flying? I to think the new we planet? would already be like yeah, like the beginning okay. would be them ready okay. to land on the new world. Okay, so I still I dig the idea of the second ship landing or having already landed. So what you're saying is that the second ship has crashed now on the on the planet and this human dinosaur hybrid released the dinosaurs that were in that ship and killed the humans that were on that ship? In a way, yeah. I think maybe the crash and what goes on with that, the crash is induced by the hybrid. The crash itself probably released the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. The hybrid himself just wanted to get away. And then also, I didn't mention it, but... Oh, so the hybrid take... was created by the humans on the ship? Yes. 
Okay. It was not a native of the planet already. No. Okay. Nor were the dinosaurs. Yeah. Got it. Did that human dinosaur hybrid, did that cause the crash and then the dinosaurs were released because of it? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. And all the humans on that ship are already dead. Correct. Okay. I can dig that. Yeah. That's interesting. It's an interesting approach. It makes sense. Okay. Let's hit me with Jurassic Universe 3. All right. So Jurassic Universe 3 titled Jurassic Universe Extinction. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So years after their adaption, so this is years after that's happened where they defeated the native dinos and found out about the hybrid, their crop yields at the colony, they're failing, they're dwindling, the soil is no longer fertile. So they need to go to a new place, but they're hesitant to scope out a new place to settle because the possibility of those hybrids out there. But ultimately, again, their hand is forced. They have to do it. So they send out a search party. They get absolutely murdered. So they're like, oh, no. They've encroached upon the territory. Now they're at war with these hybrids that's led by that hybrid that we see in the video from the end of evolution. He's revenge or he's vengeful. He's ruthless. He's the alpha of the hybrids. And in addition to sort of being able to speak, it's not perfect, but he is sort of able to like have some human communication. Kind of like Caesar in Planet of the Apes. Yep. That was also the thing, like the each movie in the trilogy, the first one would be like Alien. The second one, I'm not too sure which one, like it has Predator-esque vibes, but not really. Sure, yeah. Uh, and in the third one, I was like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes or War for the Planet of the Apes. But I think Dawn works even more. Yeah, Dawn um, definitely. So yeah, he's sort of a Caesar-esque where he can like sort of use that communication. Um, and he can also disrupt the link between the humans and their weaponized dinos. Um, so that's also very critical because then that turns mm -hmm. the dinos on the humans. And then we get that same sort of feeling as the other Jurassic Park franchise where we still have to be wary of those dinos. So our core team comes into possession of a young hybrid, uh, like a young hybrid child who's also the only other hybrid who has the capacity to speak again it's still like not great but they're learning and then so our team has to protect this hybrid child from the bloodthirsty humans the untamed dinos and the invading hybrids as the war escalates the hybrids destroy the colony and they place the humans in a prison camp mm -hmm. and now our team is forced to use the leverage of the wild dinos and the young hybrid child to try and put an end to the war and they succeed but some of the humans don't want to stop at defeating the hybrid leader they want to eradicate the rest of the hybrids and our team has to stop them okay and that is extinction now the ending of it i've gone back and forth with but because of the name and because of the themes that i'm trying to play with i sort of think i want our team to fail and you want all the dinosaurs to die not the dinosaurs but the hybrids the hybrids, the hybrids. die they get Including the hero child hybrid. Including, yeah, the child that they, uh, the like orphan young hybrid that they rescue yeah. and try to. I can, yeah, story wise, that, that tracks. Yes. It does. I agree with you. You should do that. All right. So I like the idea of imprisoning the humans. <laughs> I think it's funny. I think it's neat. I think it's fresh. Uh, it does get crazier and crazier, though. I agree. Which is an interesting <laughs> way to approach it. I feel like mine is very grounded compared to yours, but that has its weaknesses in which 
like my my big problem with the trilogy that I wrote and you'll see is that it gets repetitive and I'm worried about that. Like the first one is fine because it's just pretty much Jurassic Park and Jurassic World just done again, but in space. And that's all it's supposed to be. Right. Jurassic Universe 2 is a little bit different because it takes place on a new location, but it's kind of a similar thing. But by the time you get to Jurassic 3, it feels like you're doing the same thing over again, but with like like you're still like addressing the overall themes. I was trying to like because with the Jurassic trilogy, it's hard. Like you look at the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and it is like one big story broken up into three acts, right? And that's what it's supposed to be. The Jurassic trilogies are three different movies that are all telling a different story within the same universe. Is what it's trying to do, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to marry the two together because I want each movie in the Jurassic Universe trilogy to have a beginning, middle, and end. And not necessarily any big cliffhangers, but like have it have like a solid ending that is like the end of that movie's arc while also still telling a story from start to finish. But at a certain point, it's like how many times can you just do dinosaurs break free and cause havoc? Like, (laughs) right. That gets old after a while. And then it's like you think that they would learn from that mistake. Agreed. Which is why, yeah, mine, as you said, I went that different direction where Jurassic Mm. Universe Extinction, I can see the videos in the commentary now of like how do we get here from a movie about people just visiting a park with dinosaurs in it but as you said like we've seen that and we've seen that perfectly like jurassic park did that yeah and if we're going to continue this franchise which is a huge franchise you gotta yeah take some take it in different directions and so yes it definitely doesn't feel like jurassic Mm -hmm. park feels it's a totally different thing as we said like the greatest comparison is with donna the planet of the apes but i think Don the Planet Apes did that story really well. And I think the themes of the Jurassic franchise already builds towards this idea of we manufacture these hybrids that are very humanoid that can have these profound experiences like this consciousness, Mm -hmm. those sort of things. So it's blurring the lines of what's humanity, what isn't. And so you're able to raise those interesting themes, questions that the original Jurassic Park did, but you're doing new explorations of them. So that's what I like about it, even though it does get wild. I've done it. I know how to combine our two ideas to make them work. Incredible. But I'm going to pitch my, when I pitch mine, I'm going to pitch my original ideas without this addition I just came up with. Okay. And then I'll tell you how I'm going to marry them together. Nice. First things first, I'm going to turn on my light so you can see my whiteboard. Okay, cool. I mean, it's pretty far. Am I going to be able to read everything in it? No, but I still want you to look at it. And let me change the light color. So also, stare at before you do that, I want pink. you to look up the uh, Jurassic Park hybrid thing. I want you what to see. Jurassic Park for hybrid concept art? Yes. And then you want to find the one that looks like the Triceratops looking thing. Okay, like the big thing? Yeah, the one that's like huge and green and beefy. With two, with one really big horn and one kind of small horn? Yeah. Yeah, I see it. I, mean, I can kind of dig be... it, sure. Is that the one that you were envisioning as the main villain? No, I think that would be like maybe his side person. As for the main one, but dude, he just looks so cool. But the main one, cool. I would want to be, I don't know, like sort of a combination of the, you know, that one main deviant from the Eternals when he was like sort of evolved. Oh, yeah. Him plus. Well, there's an image here that I'm looking at. This thing looks really weird, but it's kind of like a dinosaur hybrid, but it has a gun instead of an arm. <laughs> that was find probably that concept from the, the uh, soldier dinosaur concept. And that 
that looks cool. I like the design of it, except I don't like the mouth and I don't like the gun for an arm. Right. Gotcha. So you I know probably. Those... Yeah. Again, I don't know. The one that I was thinking as the original wasn't from one of the concept art, but it would be sort of a blend of the, again, that deviant from the Eternals plus final form Frieza, you know, what he looks like in the final form. No, I have no idea what that is. Okay. Well, a sort of a combination with that. And then, you know, the one, like the head budding dinosaur. Yes. That has like the little spikes and like the big bulbous head. I would yes. also want sort of something like that. And then also something where like coming out of his elbows or mm -hmm. something like that would be a couple horns. Just give yep. him this like crazy frightening look. I think that'd be cool. I agree. But yeah, I'm not a good artist. So I would not be able to draw something like that ever, which is sad. In my mind, he looks so cool. Okay. So I can pitch. You can't read it. That's fine. I just need it so that I can see and point. This is so funny. Dude, everyone, he's standing up and he's against the whiteboard. So he's, it's like a full-on presentation we got. Yeah. This is amazing. I got this whole thing laid out. First off, I want to point out the fact that I separated each movie with squiggly lines, which Alexa said was stupid. That why can't I just use straight lines? And I just want to point out that squiggly lines are more fun. Okay. I yes, it takes it more agree. space, but squiggly lines make it more exciting. So right off the bat, I wanted to uh, make the names all start with the letter E because I, I thought of Jurassic Universe Extinction first. Mm -hmm. I thought of Jurassic World Extinction because I thought that's what the, fourth, the third one should have been instead of Dominion. And then I took that idea and pushed it towards this because I was like, I'm not going to waste that. That's such a good title. I don't it know is. why they never did it. Which is why I used it. Now, similar to you, I also wanted an E, so I did Evolution. So my original titles were the same titles as yours. Jurassic Universe, Jurassic Universe, Evolution, Jurassic Universe, Extinction. Interesting. That's what it was originally. I'm honestly thinking about changing it back, but I wanted it to I wanted to have a third one. So Jurassic Universe 2, I pushed Evolution to the first one, Jurassic Universe Evolution. And then the second one was Jurassic Universe 2 Exodus. I see. Now and then, then it's Jurassic Universe uh, Extinction. Gotcha. I, I'm not a big fan of Exodus, but it does tie in with the plot. Because the say, idea in the second one is I'll get there, but it's basically the dinosaurs break free. Like, really break free. <laughs> gotcha. But you'll you'll see why. <laughs> I will say, before, before we get to that, I mean, I like the idea, like, Exodus does sound cool, and having the three E's can work. But mm -hmm. I do sort of prefer the... Because Jurassic World, just start out with Jurassic World, and it was like the next yeah. step. Yeah. And then so I would like I to keep that same theme of the next step is just Jurassic Universe. And then we go into the sub side. The sub so I'm, yeah, so I'm in between. I might switch it back. But for now, let's start with Jurassic Universe Evolution, the first one. Mm -hmm. So it's now 200, 300 years in the future, right? Space travel has been pushed through into, because uh, environmental classes happen because of the dinosaurs being introduced, right? The universe yeah. is collapsing. So a lot of companies have pushed space exploration forward way past its natural rate and push way harder so now we have achieved really advanced space travel way way earlier than we should have and the first thing that they do is they take all the dinosaurs and they decide they're going to round them up and put them on a space station to study them there so that they're no longer on the earth causing any more drastic harm to the environment the other thing they decide is that because the carnivores are too dangerous because there's been too many deaths related to the carnivores they have wiped them out they have killed off all the carnivores and all the omnivores and there are only herbivores on this space station that they're observing. So they create basically a big dome in the center of it 
that is a giant uh, environment, man-made environment with all the dinosaurs on it. And it's basically this big space station that orbits the moon for studying dinosaur life to see how they can use that studying to help the environmental collapse that's happening, trying to flip the tables and use the dinosaurs to an advantage. And what they find is that because they have made this man-made environment, maybe they'll be able to replicate that on Earth and save our environments down here so that we don't have to abandon the Earth. That is the first plot. Now, the actual plot of the movie is that there is a CEO. The company is Biogen. InGen has has bought out Biosyn after the, after the disaster at the end of Jurassic uh, World Dominion. Mm-hmm. Biosyn went bankrupt. InGen bought them, and they made one big genetics company, Biogen. The CEO of that company, he his son is dying of an incurable disease, a genetic disease. And he finds in research that the carnivores, certain carnivores, have genes that activate a certain protein that will stop the genetic uh, mutation that his son is having, that will stop that genetic disease. I will write out a more scientific thing later to explain that and do more (laughs) research on how that works. But basically... The genes of the carnivores will help stop his son's disease. That's like the thing you find out later in the movie. The big plot is that his brother is a paleontologist. He hires his brother and a team to go to the space station to check it out because they're like, hey, you're a paleontologist. Go look at it. But when they arrive, the whole place is disheveled, falling apart, and all the humans are gone. And there's just dinosaurs roaming around and carnivores, too. They found carnivores, even though they're supposed to be dead now, roaming around the space station. And what the paleontologist finds out is that his brother reinvented carnivores, like found the genetic code and rebred them so that he could do experimentation to save his son. But because of that, it, the dinosaurs were released and they caused havoc and the whole space station was shut down. And then by the end of it, the space station falls and crashes into the moon. And that's the end of it. I love how so we the both, whole, we're both like... It has to crash into the moon. Something happens, it just gets to the moon. It just has it just, to get to the moon. It has to get to the moon. So something happens and it crashes onto the moon and it's the end of the first one. The heroes, the whole group of heroes, they escape. It's like uh, it's like what you did with Jurassic... Your Jurassic Universe 1 is that there's a security team and they are trying to stop the heroes from like killing the dinosaurs because they're hired to protect the carnivores so that more experimentation can be done on them. But they're like, no, we just got to kill them because they're dangerous. The herbivores are the one we need to save because they can help the environmental collapse by studying this man-made environment. Mm -hmm. But then the whole thing just crashes on the moon. Jurassic Universe 2, Exodus. So now our heroes are on the moon. There's a moon colony, by the way. There's a whole, we've colonized the moon. We've created a whole system there. Right now they're on the moon colony and they're stuck there because there's no flights going to Earth yet. So they're Mm -hmm. there for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Biogen hires a team of uh, people from different countries. So, like, I just thought it'd be cool if, like, the whole team that goes there has, like, the the patches that have their flags on it of their nationality on their suits. I thought that'd be neat, kind of like the space station. So this whole diverse team goes out to the crash site to go and retrieve the uh, DNA canisters that, like, from uh, Jurassic Park 1, like, those kind of DNA things that have the DNA codes of the carnivores so that he can preserve them. Mm -hmm. And all the dinosaurs that they can, but mostly the carnivores. So they go there in a big, big like tanker ship on the moon and they get there and there's like a whole thing that happens. But what basically happens is that they are able to escape, but then dinosaurs sneak onto the ship and they bring them back with them to the colony. 
now dinosaurs are on the colony and they're causing havoc again. Like this is like a citizen colony, like not a military one. Like people just live there. They're wreaking havoc on this moon colony. And eventually it gets so bad that they have to evacuate the entire colony back to Earth. And now the dinosaurs are sneaking onto those ships to get back to Earth. <laughs> and so the heroes, they're, they're like, we need to stop this. We need to keep them from getting onto these ships because then they will go back to Earth and everything will collapse. And the CEO, who is the bad guy, he is the one who is like the decision falls upon him to be like, should I release the ship? Like there's one ship that has dinosaurs on it because he like has his security team lead them on. And he's like, should I send it or should I go? And his brother, the paleontologist, is pleading with him not to. And he presses the button and the dinosaurs get sent off and then they go back to Earth. And now dinosaurs are back on Earth. And that's the end of Jurassic Universe 2. They've been freed. They are now free and they're back on Earth. Exodus. Mm -hmm. Jurassic Universe 3, extinction. Total environmental collapse. <laughs> Completely unsalvageable. We have turned into a WALL-E type scenario where there are giant ships and everybody on Earth is boarding them to leave. We're like, we're going to just get out of here. The, the world will correct itself over millions of years and then eventually we'll be able to come back. Maybe we'll find a planet out there we can stabilize if we get lucky. If not, we'll come back to Earth at some point when hopefully there is life again. Literally a Wally scenario. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I'm just going to skip to it. I'm going to skip to the combination of our ideas because my idea never made sense anyway. <laughs> okay. Wait, so the combination we'll of... Say it. What was my your idea was like... Can do that. My idea was that there was a... No, like the, the old CEO gets fired because he's a bad guy and they add a new CEO... But he's also a bad guy. And so he wants to create a ship just for more dinos to be put on. So he's like, we're going to leave Earth, but we're taking the dinosaurs with us. It's like the plot he's trying to, to accomplish. Right. And so the whole like through line is in the first movie, we're like, we need the dinosaurs to survive. In the second movie, we're like, maybe dinosaurs shouldn't exist. And by the third one, it's like, we know dinosaurs should not exist. Dinosaurs should be dead. They're supposed to be extinct. Like that's right. the whole point is like dinosaurs. We should never bother them back in the first place. We've learned our lesson over these nine movies never again they need to be extinct but the new ceo wants them to stay or wants to take them with them and the heroes along with the old ceo come together and the old ceo is like damn my son died everything i did was in vain and now the earth is gonna die because of me i have to uh earn back my trust the trust that i have with my closest people my friends my brother by stopping this and so they go through a whole thing and the, the, yeah, the heroes abandon earth on, okay. So they're trying to load the dino ship. They eventually are able to dump all the dinos out of it. The heroes are leaving on the empty dino ship. Like it's just a big ship with nothing in it. Cause they got rid of the dinos and the last team. Cause it's like the last ship to leave. The heroes are leaving now and the CEO, the old one, he sacrifices himself so that they can leave. And now he's stuck on the planet with the dinosaurs. And it's basically, the whole earth is collapsing because of Wait. environmental collapse. And it's kind of like the, the middle of Jurassic world fallen kingdom where like the Island is blowing up, but like right. the dinosaurs are now going extinct again on earth and life will start over. Gotcha. That's crazy. Cause the end of my Jurassic universe extinction, which I didn't say it, uh, but so yeah, once the hybrids get killed and the reason I didn't say it was cause it was tied a lot with the characters that I had. So our main characters, best friend is the one who assassinate like ends up eradicating the rest of the hybrids yeah because his whole philosophy is like 
look, it's survival of the fittest. They were going to always destroy us. This is what we did to the Neand to the Neanderthals, which allowed humans yeah. to be the dominant race. We need to do the same thing here. It's just survival. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And our main character is like, that's horrible. We should be rising above that. Like humanity's goal should be to be better than that. Yeah. So ultimately, he and the rest of the team, also because their colony is destroyed and they were already mm-hmm. having trouble with the crop yields and whatnot, they were like, let's get back on the ship, like the remaining portion of the ship that they have. They're able to mm-hmm. take some of the supplies from the other ship that was crashed in order to get it back up to yeah. running. And then they leave to go to the other, uh, the original planet that the other vessel was supposed to go to um, mm-hmm. that they never went to because they crash landed on this one. So they're like, okay, we're going to go to that one since we know it's habitable. And they leave behind the dinosaurs on that planet because they're like, they can be the dominant rulers of this world. We'll go and be a dominant ruler of another world because it was mm-hmm. always going to be same thing with the hybrids. It was always going to be them at odds with the dinosaurs. Yeah, It was never going to work out. They're from two different eras. And so they're like, we will go make a new home on some other planet and we will leave the dinosaurs here to mm-hmm. make this their planet. Yeah. So that's how my extinction ended was, yeah, the humans left behind the dinos on a planet. Mm-hmm. And yours was the same way. So look at that. Yeah. So Beautiful. the way I decided I wanted to combine our ideas now is in the first movie, they find on the ship as part of the experimentation, uh, like hybrid failed hybrids. So they're like dead in, in, in vats and they're like the failed type of experiment of like trying to cross a human and a dinosaur sure in order to eradicate genetic diseases and in the second movie the ceo and he puts dinosaur dna in his dying son to save him and the dying son turns into like kind of like the lizard in (laughs) amazing spider-man turns into like a dinosaur hybrid who is filled with rage that he, cause he just wanted to die and his father wouldn't let him. And now he's a, this hideous monster. So now he's filled with rage and he's also unstable because he, you know, has dinosaur DNA in him. So he's, you know, yes. mentally insane. So his whole idea is that he leads the dinosaurs onto the ship in the second one to bring them back to earth to eradicate humankind. I'll explain it in, a, in, in some way. It'll <laughs> sure. make sense somehow. Then the third one, now that human hybrid dinosaur, the sun, is trying to he like he's caused environmental collapse and now he wants to bring his race of dinosaurs and dinosaur hybrids onto a new ship to lead them to a new world where they can survive without humans. So he's trying to board a new ship and just and and like take over whatever planet they were originally gonna take over, just try and leave really. Mm-hmm. And the new CEO was encouraging it because he's like, Yes, genetics dinosaurs it'll be explained in the script i'll I'll figure it out man this is in the moment right so now you have this actual individual who's leading this cause this hybrid and you have like you you can make this the third one can be like this dawn of the planet of the apes thing where they're on this total apocalyptic world of like the environment is collapsing and there's no society anymore on the earth and so it's basically us versus these dinosaur hybrids and we've created ships to leave and they're going to be stuck uh, on the earth as it's dying and so they're trying to fight back and take the ships from us so that they can leave instead and we have to beat them because we're like no dinosaurs need to die now we're done with it they <laughs> right. need to be dead and so the end is that we leave the dinosaur hybrids there they take over the earth but it goes extinct 
and the dinosaurs go extinct, and that's the end of the dinosaurs. Gotcha. That's my combination. So you truly want them dead at the yes. end of it? <laughs> no dinosaurs. What would you do though to show that? Would you? My do problem is that like Jurassic, like the lesson of Jurassic Park, the first Jurassic Park is we should not have done this. We should not have brought dinosaurs back. This was a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Jurassic World really undid that. Like that whole trilogy was like, well, dinosaurs are last- okay. Yeah, certainly the last one was like, dinosaurs are okay. We've created peace with the dinosaurs. And I want to hammer home the point of no genetic modification and genetic tampering is not the way of nature and we should not do this and we should not have done this in this in this film world of jurassic park this was a mistake and i want them to know that and i want to start with the first jurassic universe where they're like the dinosaurs still can do good to the second one where maybe we shouldn't have them at all and maybe we shouldn't be doing genetic experimentation on humans for sure and then the third one where it's like this was a serious mistake because now they're more advanced than us and they could cause our extinction. So we have to make the decision to let them go extinct or we will. It's us or them. Exactly. And yeah, that's sort of the idea, the more broader idea of genetic modification and tampering and whatnot. Like that's always going to have unforeseen downsides and is dangerous. That's the idea to explore with the hybrids. And then of course that does end up in you know, the extinction of those hybrids, which I think is an interesting thing to explore since they are more advanced than like dinosaurs, since they are animals and like to a certain extent, like, yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do if they're animals, but if they're humanoid, if they're able to speak with us and whatnot, I do Mm. enjoy seeing that idea of like, this is where it leads to is we could create these people that are more advanced than us and, and destroy us and will do so. Now it's at us or them, but it's a lot more horrific to actually protect yourselves and defend yourselves because they're people in a way as well. Um, but yeah, for me, I also wanted to have that disentanglement of the humans and the dinosaurs of like mm-hmm. recognizing that, okay, we need to separate, which would be an extension of the idea of like the whole genetic modification thing and tampering had mm-hmm. not good. We never should have started it by bringing back the dinosaurs. We shouldn't continue it by trying to, like artificially advance and evolve humans. And so mm. as a deeper recognition of that, finally separating from the dinosaurs and just going their own ways, I think works. Um, which yeah. I think could also still work in yours, but you're making it so that if you don't get off the planet, you're dead. And so the dinosaurs yeah. are the ones left behind on the planet and they get because the whole driving force is like either the dinosaurs are going to be on the, the dino hybrids are going to be on the ship or the humans are going to be on the ship and whoever's left behind is part of this environmental collapse like the environment is like toast huge uh global warming melting ice caps there's floods everywhere like huge huge environmental collapse unsurvivable that's why like we have to leave and they also want to leave because they want to survive. So it's survival of the fittest. And we have to make the choice to let them die so that we can, we as humanity can survive. Gotcha. Now, how many, in the event that that's happening, mm-hmm. how many people are on earth as they're trying to get off? It's like a Wally type scenario where there's like, there's like thousands upon thousands of ships across the globe loading it with, with every human being. And they didn't want to, but it's like 7 billion people loading on the ships. 
But why wouldn't they let the hybrids just have one ship and then they go off on their own way? Because wouldn't the aren't they also trying to just leave? Because um, it seems like it, they'd just be going after one ship. They wouldn't be going after all the thousands that the humans want. So I feel like they'd be fine with humans can get off whatever, but mm -hmm. we need to get our ship and we need to get off to go to our own planet. Maybe the maybe there is a planet. There's a planet in a distant solar system, and that is where humanity is trying to go. We're like, we have confirmed that this is a planet that we can survive on, that has uh, the perfect type of environment for humanity, and we are going to leave to specifically go there and just completely abandon the Earth. Mm -hmm. And the new CEO of the genetics company wants to load dinosaurs and dino hybrids onto one ship to join us on that planet so that he can continue his experimentation, even though... Obviously, that's a terrible idea because that will create another environmental collapse. So right. the idea is that we can't let their ship leave because if it does, it'll be the same thing all over again. Gotcha. So they, it's like either they come with us and we all die again because it's like we can't survive altogether. It won't work again. Like that'll never work. Di dinosaurs and humans aren't meant to survive together. Do you have... Is there any like humanoid esque? Like you have the the one the son of the CEO who gets transformed yeah. into it. Are there any other hybrids that get created? That mm. and then what are they, are they able to speak or none of them able to speak? Like is it like I think a the son will like I feel like the son will like barely be able to speak. Like like kind of like your character who can only like say a few words. And are but the then... wait so the other hybrids. Yes. Remind me how they come about in the third film. That's a good question. Okay. So. Because it's not humans that get turned into the dinosaurs, or are they? Maybe at the end of the second movie, there's like a bunch of humans. Mm. Maybe they have like a lab on the moon colony where they're starting, they're, they're continuing the experimentation that was on the space station. Like that's the main lab for their genetic experimentation on humans so they have a bunch of humans in cages and he te he jumps the gun and tests it on his son and turns him into a semi-successful hybrid like one that can live and can say a few words and so he's like i've done it it's a success and then like let's say it's like a like a uh, it should probably be like an injection yeah that would make the most sense i'm trying to think of how they did it in planet of the apes it was an injection, right? Like they're injecting the apes. I think for so. like with like Alzheimer's stuff, right? To like cure Alzheimer's. Maybe I can't remember exactly. I can't remember either. I should rewatch that because that that's become very important to this whole idea. Is the Planet of the Apes trilogy? Um, I'm thinking maybe there is. Maybe he injects his son with the serum and he has a transformation and he turns into like this hybrid dinosaur who's no longer sickly. He's now like jacked. And I'm talking about like a, like, a, like an 18 year old son, like a teenager, like someone who's already like an adult. I'm not talking about like a kid kid because that would sure. look, look weird. But let's say he's like an already kind of an adult and he injects him and he turns him into this big ripped like jacked dinosaur hybrid who's now going to live because he doesn't have the genetic disease anymore, but is stuck being a hybrid who can barely say any words in English at all. Like he's speaking like a, a broken 
like can only say a few words like horrible horrible speech is hideous hates himself wants to die right and then let's say how do the rest of the people in those cages get injected but they are people initially yes they how in your in your version how do the hybrids come about are they people who turn into dinosaurs or dinosaurs who are genetically modified to be humanish so the way i saw it is none of them were like people that got transformed into hybrids like maybe Mm -hmm. they're splicing the i don't know exactly call them the gametes or zygotes or what's the one words you know combining one of the human one of those with a dinosaur thing and doing something like that where they're taking going in like with the genetic scalpel basically and so they're birthing genetic hybrids this, like hybrid zygote thing yeah are being born okay. combining human and dino dna um and that's how the first one comes up and then there that was the only one that like they brought to fruition but then that hybrid hybrid takes the other ones that are who knows like uh in the incubator phase they're in eggs and then okay i think i've got it i think i've got it so instead of injecting the son and turning him into a dinosaur hybrid he is trying to take his genetic code and create a clone that has dinosaur dna in it like trying to take his genetic code recreate it as a clone but add in dinosaur genes to make to make sure he doesn't have the same genetic disease Oh, but that wouldn't make sense either because in the Jurassic universe, there's the clone who has the genetic disease already fixed. In Jurassic World, you mean? In Jurassic World the Dominion, clone, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's a clone who doesn't have the same genetic defect. Right. The, um, Maybe yeah, I the reason write I was... it away like that research is gone. I don't know. And they're Maybe. trying to recreate it. They're trying to recreate her research using dinosaur DNA. And in the process, combine it create this hybrid who has the son's genetic code in it so it is the son but he's now a dinosaur hybrid and his dad is trying he wants to raise him but then he's like a big ugly dinosaur thing and then maybe does the son die the reason i'm asking the human son should just die yeah gotcha because it would be a tough sell i think to like have it be so victorious that we leave behind all the dinos that'll probably piss off some of the like general audience but certainly i think if they're like humans that got turned against their will into hybrids yeah i feel like it'd be tough to go in that's why like in mine i play it as like this very yeah. sad tragedy it should be like planet of the apes kind of hybrids that get born into this and are resentful because of it and then the mm-hmm. third one would be like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, where we are on this apocalyptic world, we have to leave, and everyone's just fighting for survival. Right. Yeah. That would make sense. Interesting. Okay, but so... I haven't fleshed out a lot of characters other than the genetic CEO and his brother, the paleontologist, who is the hero. Right. So do you want trilogy. me to talk about the characters I had for my trilogy, and then we can see yeah. if any of them can connect in? Okay, the other thing... to mention with the jurassic park franchise we were lacking in the jurassic world trilogy smart and sexy scientists yeah i want to bring that back we got to have at least one protagonist that is a scientist um and is very smart and whatnot also and sexy yes it's also a jurassic 
uh, park movie. And all of these, every single one so far has had it where we've had a kid or two kids so that we mm-hmm. could, you know, experience it with the childlike wonder that they do. So that's why yeah. I also have kids included. Um, as on a science name. experiment, though? Like, aren't they on a journey to colonize a new world? We'll get to that. Okay. I'll let it's you. just like, why would there be kids on that ship? Two very good particular reasons of how those kids got on there. Okay. Uh, and then also, I also wanted to bring in, as you did with like your themes and whatnot, I wanted to go back to some of those philosophical considerations and debates that we had in the very first one, mm-hmm. sort of in Jurassic World, you know, where they brought in that consumerism angle and having the actual functioning park. So I like that. So I'd want to bring that in as well, especially for the first installment of Jurassic Universe. So I came up with a crew of characters. So the main sort of main character would be the first officer of the ship. I even came up with names for all of them. So I'm yeah, just I saying come up. I have uh, I guess I do have characters that introduced because I wrote the first scene already and in it there is a is a commandant because it's pretty much a, a like it t- it turns into like it's originally like a habitat for the dinosaurs in space. And when they turn to genetic experimentation on them, it turns into like a prison camp for the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. So there's a commandant, I forget his name, and there's also a head scientist. I also forget his name, but he's like the head scientist that's already on the ship at the start of the movie, and he's just another he's the one who's doing the genetic experimentation essentially. Gotcha. Those are the only two characters other than the hero paleontologist and the CEO that I had thought of. I wanted to incorporate kids too, but then I was like you know, the, the the CEO is sending is already sending his brother up there where there are loose dinosaurs to help stop to help stop these loose dinosaurs, like tricking him to get up there. It'd be kind of hard to like incorporate him sending kids up there too, unless he unless he didn't know. But that's the thing is he has to know because he's sending up a security team with guns. Like that's the whole point is that he's <laughs> right. sending a team up there to recover the space station. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be hard to like. Unless they're stowaways, it'd be hard to incorporate children into that first one. But I could easily do it in the second one because it's a moon colony. The second one I was thinking like a la aliens where they're visiting like the space colony and the aliens are attacking. And so like they're on this moon colony in there. So there's families there and they're attacking all the families and stuff. Maybe like the heroes find like a kid or a kid or two whose parents have been slaughtered by dinosaurs and they have to take care of them. Think about it. Yeah, exactly. And then the one other thing with the characters that I have in here is I was trying to find out how to have some sort of continuity with the previous films in the Jurassic franchise. Uh, I know you were very much against you're like, we're not having Owen Grady come back. We're not, we're putting it centuries yeah. in the future. None of them are returning. But to me, I think it's interesting to try and have like some sort of connections, not necessarily okay. certain characters returning, but still having lineages and whatnot. Like you had bio gin. Yeah, for InGen and Biosyn. I hope Biogen isn't actually a real company. That's my big fear. It really sounds like it would be too. <laughs> right? I'm going to look it up right now. Do it. But, so yeah, some of the characters that I have in here, you will notice certainly. It is real. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> Founded in 1978. You know what? Who even gives a shit? What are they going to do? Sue me? I'm still going to write it up. I'm combining, I'm not going to call it Insin. Right. Definitely doesn't sound good. Biogen, Biogen sounds really right. It does. It's, it's Biosyn and Ingen. I like it. Mm-hmm. So, my main character. His name is Bradford Hammond. Nice. He I like that a, name. 
descendant of Tim, which we'll have to figure out how to do that because his name is not Hammond in the actual film. But maybe he takes it back because he wants to, you know, reclaim the name, make it good again after all the hoopla with Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he is a descendant of our main folks, John Hammond, and of his grandchild, Tim. So he is the first officer on the vessel, and he hates dinosaurs. He's also got a lot of baggage from his family legacy, you know, because he still has that name. Fairly mm -hmm. recently, I would want the InGen Corporation to give all their assets and uh, all their patents and whatnot to the Genetics Corp that is on this vessel. Mm -hmm. And so that recently happened, and so now he's living under the shadow yet again of like his family and the dinosaur stuff. So is he the main character? Yes. Okay. Keep and then going. I also I thought what would be interesting for his character have the uh the pretty nice little arc here would be he starts out again because of his family legacy and also maybe because of something that happens in the past in his time in the military. He is afraid of going too far of operating outside the rules or going beyond the status quo in any sort of way because he doesn't want to fall into that same trap of having the arrogance and self-righteousness mm -hmm. that John Hammond did and all those other people, as well as all the like oil tycoons and corporations that have now yeah. destroyed the earth since it's ravaged by climate change and we have to escape. Mm -hmm. So that's his fear is he just, he wants to play by the rules, doesn't go too far, doesn't essentially make his own decisions he just follows orders follows other people's lead obeys that's what he does to make sure that he doesn't fall into that same trap that his family has before mm -hmm. and then through the events of the film of course he has to take matters into his own hands he has to start trusting his own judgment operating off his own moral code standing up for its right for standing up for what's right doing what needs to be done even mm -hmm. if it comes at the risk of you know ending up in that same place that his family did but he's willing to do that because there's actual people that have that same arrogance and self-righteousness that are posing a threat to the people around him, the people he cares about, and that are dangerous, the CEO and the Genetics Corp founder. So yeah. he's willing to do what it needs to be done, break the rules, disobey orders, do all that stuff in order to do what's right. So yeah. I think that'd be an interesting little arc for him um, and something that ties into that is and again this is the thing with like pairing people that don't want kids or aren't good with kids with kids a staple of the jurassic franchise Classic. something like that with his character where early on in the film before they launch the vessel his cousin will come up to him with her child johnny carnathy who is interesting name mm -hmm, who is uh, I don't know what exactly the, like, it would be muscle atrophy or cerebral palsy. I'm not too sure. But he's disabled, walking impaired, so he has special crutches. Sure. And she, the cousin, like, left behind the Hammond family name and whatnot because morally opposed to, like, what was going on. Um, but now, with the planet crumbling and whatnot, and her not having enough money, not being rich, not wealthy, to get onto the ship, like, all the other... Uh, citizen passengers so in addition to like the crew and all the specialists there are some people that are able to pay their way into the vessel um mm -hmm. she obviously can't do that but she knows that he is on the ship and so she brings her child johnny and pleads with him to bring him on board at the very start of the film and he doesn't 
because again, he's in that mode where he doesn't want to break any rules. He doesn't want to get in trouble. If they got caught trying to bring him on, he'll get kicked off. He'll get fired. Johnny will also not get on board at all. Uh, they could be prosecuted, things like that. So he's he's like, I can't do this. It's not fair to other people. It's breaking the rules. I can't disobey. So he refuses. Mm-hmm. But before the launch, Johnny is able to sneak on board somehow. He becomes a stowaway. How exactly? No clue. But that ends up happening where he's able to get on board. And then later on in the film, I guess like when we break into the second act, when the dinos first have that first mishap is mm-hmm. when bradford is able to spot johnny is like oh snap this kid is here and then so he has to go and hide him and protect him especially because he now knows something's going wrong with the dinosaurs and this kid is now his responsibility mm-hmm. so that'll also be part of the motivator for as he learns about what the genetics corp is trying to do with their modification and in the interest of saving johnny he will go on that arc of trusting himself and doing what needs to be done and all of that. So what's the kid's name? Johnny what? Johnny Carnathy. Carnathy. Are you writing down the name? Yeah. Some of these are good names. I probably would change Carnathy, but I think Carnathy Johnny's is a, good. Johnny's good. It also ties in with John Hammond, which I like. Um, Bradford Hammond. I also like rolls off the tongue. So the scientist character that I have, Dr. Tanya Shero. She, I don't know what exactly you would call it, but she would be the like adaptive biologist person. She would be in charge of figuring out once we get to that new planet, how do we adapt our livestock, our crops, all that stuff. So she's like the head person for that. She'd be like very bubbly and friendly, but mm-hmm. kind of a pessimist about like this whole mission. She doesn't think it's going to pan out, but she enjoys the work, enjoys the challenge. And so she's going along with it. She is friends with, Somebody who is, oh, and I also didn't mention, so the person that is like building out the space vessel and whatnot, mm-hmm. an obvious stand-in for Elon Musk. I have his, his name as Yvonne Brent. So he's this billionaire. He's also going on the mission. He has like obviously a bunch of workers for him, and he also owns a bunch of dinos. He's not allowed to bring those dinos on board, however, because the genetics corp person, uh, the founder, she doesn't want any of those dinosaurs that aren't specifically engineered by her corporation to come on board. So he's not allowed to, but of course he sneaks some on anyway. And so he also has particular workers. One of these workers is someone named Sophia Valdez, who is friends with uh, Tanya Shero. Uh, And Sophia has a kid named Celeste Valdez. This is the one that is getting genetically modified. So, some sort of agreement has been worked out where or maybe again i still go back and forth on like whether sophia knows and she's like doing it because of the money and then also she's being assured that it's safe and so far it has been safe or Mm -hmm. however something happens where she isn't aware um, that her kid is being used for these experiments but she works for avon grant avon grant has the partnership with the genetics corp and then the genetics corp person is doing these testing. I'm assuming mm-hmm. there would be multiple people, but one of them would be Celeste Valdez. And then uh, during the vessel early on, she's trying to test like this big grand experiment of whether or not 
there's been enough progress with the program where yeah. again, she's trying to genetically modify humans as well as dinos to make them more compatible so that again there's not so many issues between them and so that maybe one day they'll be like a human and a dog right in sync and fine and all that um, and then so during that experiment where she tries to put this child in the path of a dinosaur but one of the genetically modified dinosaurs that she has she's trying to see if it would attack despite it being programmed not to again i have no clue how we're going to fake the science on something like that the pheromones I mean, or whatnot who knows i'm pretty good at faking science <laughs> good throwing um, in a bunch of fake scientific terms i mean you don't really have to put a lot of work into it as long as it sounds like it makes that's sense what I'm saying. it's a big popcorn the big problem i have with some of the later jurassic world ones was like come on you're not even making it sound like it makes sense like at least right. try and like make it be like a plus b equals c like you're just throwing in random crap science words that don't make any <laughs> sense whatsoever like it right. doesn't have to be correct as it's never going to be right it's never gonna be correct yeah it's not actually feasible but, but at least make it sound right right come on so yeah so anyway so as that test is going on that's when the the genetics corp person finds out that the billionaire snuck on his own dinosaurs which aren't genetically modified so there's mm. no reason for them not to attack the girl and then so they do and then uh, they try to get her out. Sophia, the mother, tries to get her out, does so successfully, but then she gets killed. So now that's why this girl is orphaned uh, and she has to get cared for by Tanya Shero. And then she also would spark up a friendship with uh, Johnny earlier on when he's like sneaking around and also, again, like walking in the crutches and she helps him out. Um, and then so they sort of pair up together. Uh, the first officer, Bradford Hammond, and Tanya Sherrip are up. And so those are our like key four. Okay. And then our key four protagonists, and then our antagonist would be the billionaire, Avon Grant, and then the uh, founder of the Genetics Corp. And here's the other thing. Despite the fact that I did not like this character and this sort of plot thread in the Jurassic World movies, mm -hmm. I think it'd be a wild payoff to have in this one the genetics core founder is another iteration of the clone from jurassic world Maisie. no you think they just keep making clones every time one of them's gonna I die think she would start cloning herself i don't know what happened but again since she let the dinosaurs loose that one time i'm telling you there's something off about her so i think she would so we're gonna turn her into a villain yes that's why i was like that's i want to bring off. her back but just to have her as a villain bring the same actress back and make her up exactly bad guy. by this time she'd be old enough uh so yeah i would want to make her again have this and this is where the philosophical debate would come in is she would be obsessed with you know tying together that link between the clone dinos and modified humans um so that she can eradicate diseases from humans eradicate vulnerabilities increase intelligence make us faster stronger better storing energy all that stuff mm -hmm. basically she wants to like use the technology we use in order to resurrect dinosaurs in order to evolve humans to make us much much better and so that's why for the hundred years or however much it would be she's been iterating a new version of herself anytime she's like on the verge of death so that she can I continue can with that, this mission yeah. and now she has this big genetics corp and since they're going on this vessel to some other planet she thinks this is the perfect opportunity 
to create essentially a whole new species of humans that are much better and can thrive far better on this new mm -hmm. planet and won't destroy it like we did on Earth. So it's one of those things where she believes, hey, I got really good intentions here, but of course, her ways of going about it, such as experimenting on a child and then putting her in the path of a dinosaur in order just to see if she's made them more compatible or not, uh, she would do those sort of things. So she's definitely a villain, but she'd be able to bring up interesting thematic questions. And another mm -hmm. thing that I think would be interesting is having Johnny, you know, being someone with disabilities, and then she would be someone that'd be like, look, we can fix you. We can cure you. We can make it so that you wouldn't have this, um, this issue. And then he, of course, would be saying, no, I guess it's a disability, but it's also part of me. It's part of my identity. It's part of me as a natural human. And so he's fighting back against that sort of sentiment. I think it'd be cool as well to have him some at some point use those crutches to the advantage like if he didn't have those like have a longer reach to hit some door or something to close a dinosaur that's attacking mm -hmm. him um to shut them out then he would have died if he didn't have that and so that'd be a nice i think theme to explore there as well of like oh we're trying to genetically modify and cure humans of these deficiencies but sometimes like these deficiencies can be part of who we are and define mm -hmm. our humanity and then also an advantage so i think that would be a really cool theme to touch on and explore throughout this yeah all right so i have i have your plot summaries for your movies and i have your characters i like some of the characters you included i liked bradford hammond and i liked johnny carnathy and i liked dr tanya shero and i like bringing back the clone girl and the valdez's Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of the Elon Musk character. Why? <laughs> I just have no interest in including him in any way. Just why? He was just a, the similarity would just be. I mean, he'd be a, a douche billionaire, but that's all the CEO villains still, of the Jurassic franchise. Yeah, I just have no interest in including an additional CEO villain when I already have the genetic. genetic that's true because you already had CEO your, villain. Yeah. Your CEOs. So I'm going to. So my next steps. Now that we're wrapping this up. Is over the next few weeks, I'm going to flesh out the characters, flesh out their motivations, and then come up with an outline for all three movies. And I'll, for the listeners, I'll update you when I come up with new things so that you can know what, what stage in the writing process I'm at. And for you, Ryan, the next thing you'll hear about this is I will send you my three-movie outline for the trilogy once I'm finished with it. Nice. And then after that, it's off to actually finishing writing out at least the first one. Gotcha. I'll probably write the first one and the other two will just be outlines because that's a lot of work. I'm just trying to get out of a funk here. True. I'm not trying to actually write three whole movies. But I'll I'll write the <laughs> first not. one and I'll send you the first script. I bet that'll be done. We'll try and push through it. So let's say by uh, October, probably. You want the first line now? draft of the Jurassic Universe by then? Yeah, probably. October? And I could probably send you... At the very least, my first movie uh, outline by what, what day is this? The eighth? Yeah, probably the end of the month. I could send you the outline for the first movie. So, do you want me to be like an accountability partner? Yes. On this, where we do set in stone these deadlines, and then be like, okay, try yes. and hit it as much as you can. Yes, I do. So, okay. at the end of this month, I will have the outline for the first movie, and then. By the first day, by October 1st, I will have a first draft for you. 
Gotcha. And did you figure out at all? Well, I guess, so you're them landing on the moon, like the space station crashing down? Yes. They crash into the colony or something? They just crash onto the moon. And I'm going to write in a way to make it so that they're secured in the ship. They're not blasting off into space, but it's just a crash site on the moon. And then the rescue team goes in to try from the moon colony in like this big lander vehicle to try and uh, salvage the genetic code of the dinosaurs for the genetics company. And in the process, bring back dinosaurs with them as well. Gotcha. They're like the Genesis is like, uh, get the code. And if you can save us some dinosaurs, if there are any alive. And so like the first 20 minutes of the movie is like the lander going and then a big action sequence where they're being chased by dinosaurs and then they finally lock them and stick them in the lander and they're coming back with them. Gotcha. Okay. Because, yeah, the climax of my Jurassic Universe was them, like the crash happens on the moon, but then the climax is them dealing with that and then they have to try and get to, not like a colony that's there, but I had the billionaire, he had a moon mansion. (laughs) so they're trying to get there in order to get some sort of like oxygenator thing because when the crash the oxygen supply uh whatever like creates the oxygen got destroyed and so they need to get another one that's the only place to get it and so they have to get to that moon mansion Mm -hmm. and that's where i would have the uh (laughs) the raptors or some sort of dinosaur doing their little spacewalk where they would be and i was trying to figure out i was like how can we have that happen because I need to have it. I need to have a, a dinosaur footprint on the moon. How can we get that to happen? But they so would my thing is because they can't yeah. actually be outside of it. So I was going to write in a technology where you could put like a little tab on their neck, and it creates like a little spacesuit like around space, their body. Yeah, like, like a, a space thing. force field. That was yeah. what I was thinking too. Because uh, I was like, it would be too cartoonish if they were in little astronaut suits specifically tailored for the dinosaurs. I know, but because like, why would they, why would they make them? Why would they make why, little dinosaur suits? Cause that was what I was thinking. I was like, Oh yeah. Like a little tab thing. But then I was also thinking it would just rip it so off. So funny if they were in actual space suits, it would and be hilarious. I was but like, how it could they wouldn't that? be realistic? And how could they be scary because they couldn't bite you. And then like, how would their arms, they would just rip it off. The way that I thought of it was the billionaire. Because, again, there's a billionaire that just does things to be showy and does things because he thinks they're funny. And so what would be funnier to a billionaire who has all the money in the world and owns dinosaurs is going on a space trip to the moon than to create spacesuits for his raptors so that they can be astro raptors. That's how it happens (laughs) in my script. I had it where he created those little suits, also came intact with like little fake spikes as well so they could look like actual monsters and then he would have them just stored away like they would be one of the uh raptors or one of the dinosaurs that he brings onto the ship and then in the crash as bradford is trying to get to the moon mansion Mm -hmm. that's when they are able to get out and we see them chasing bradford skipping across the moon (laughs) close to zero g raptors Astro how are they scared? It's not anything to bite you. They have masks on. Well, that's what I'm saying. That would be the thing. That's why I was thinking of, oh, would he put in like some sort of claw mechanism again to make them scary? Um, which I think could work. Because I was also thinking, what's the 
like the needle drop for the Jurassic Park theme in Jurassic Universe. For yours, I think it'd be obvious it would be the space station with the dinos inside because you have the dome mm-hmm. and that would yeah. look cool. For mine, since it's like a vessel and I was thinking more practical vessel, like what would it be? Because we've already seen dinosaurs. What could be that moment where you get the big theme? And I was like, what if it was the billionaire sending out his astro raptors on a spacewalk just to like amaze all the people that are inside, but then you actually see them, the astro raptors still connected to the ship, but you know, they're walking around and they're trying yeah. to roar and whatnot, but you can't hear anything because they're in the little suit. I think that'd be so funny. Like that was the the original promise of like getting on the moon was how do we get the dinosaurs to go on a moonwalk to go on a moonwalk yeah so i would i would petition for you that somehow some way you need to make that i'll happen. make a note try and incorporate moonwalk yeah i just need to see a dinosaur actually walking on the moon i think that'd be so cool or doing a spacewalk either one but yeah i'll okay. send you my notes as well and you can read yeah. my like whole it's not that intense yeah. but like my my imax my, featuring the astro raptors yeah my other big fear is that i want this to be like a spacey kind of theme throughout and mm-hmm. the first two have that really well you know it's on a space station the second one's on the moon but the third one is just back on earth almost the entire time except for like the third act which takes place on the spaceship that they're evacuating on except it's like in the process of taking off so it's not even in space it's still on earth just taking off very slowly and they're just on a spaceship so I was trying to figure out like how I could incorporate more spacey kind of things in the third one. But honestly, at that point, it might be okay to just embrace the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes theme where it's like a war on Earth for survival to escape. Yeah, I think you'll have to go with that one if you yeah want to go with your sort of style. Since mine was like on off-world, it's not Earth. So technically it still has that feel of expansive across the entire universe mm-hmm. um that's why i think i was okay with like not going into space in any of the final ones but yeah i think since two of yours are very space centric i feel like it's okay to have the third one be on earth but the goal is also to get back into space so mm. if that's the route you want yep. i think it works I think I have all the information i need to come up with a solid outline i have a lot more fresh ideas than before Something that makes sense, something that's fresh by the time you get to the third movie. It's not the same thing over and over again. So thank you, Ryan. This has been very helpful, very successful. I'm definitely out of my creative funk. We'll hopefully be able to write more. And at the very end of July, I'll have an outline for Jurassic Universe 1. Beautiful. And you can all anticipate hearing more about that over these next coming weeks. And then you can also anticipate in the summer of 2027 seeing it come to a theater near you. Yes, sir. Anyway, that is all the time we have. If you'd like to give your thoughts on the show or make a suggestion for the movie of the week, you can email us at theboxofficeshow at gmail.com. Our main title theme for the show is Sundown by Joseph McDade. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you give us five stars on whatever podcast system you are listening to, podcast service, whatever you've got going on, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever you listen to, throw us some five stars. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for next week's show.